members of the OG army. Get those wallets unfolded. Coming up next on the other ground live stage, prepare for an eargasm by Passive J and Big Dalton. Well, good afternoon and welcome to yet another edition of Other Ground Live. I'm Passive J. That's Big Dalton over there. Say hello, Ryan. Ladies and gentlemen, it is July the 13th. It is a Monday, which means Jay did nothing all day and is going to carry the show. One, two, three, go. <laughs> shit. That's a lot of responsibility to have. Uh, normally, you do that shit. Uh, anyways, I see the OG armies forming up in the chat box. Always good to see you guys here. Uh, I yes, I, well, actually, no, I did more than nothing. I did, I did quite a few things today. Um, I had a lot of to, um, excuse me, a uh, a lot of chores and things like that to take care of. So it wasn't all just funny games for me. So right back to it, you did nothing significant today. <gasps> okay, so right. here you are to carry, carry the, the show. show. Well, yeah, I do have topics. Yeah, I I was a, I was trying to be a good co-host today and pick up whatever I could. Let me see what we have here today. Oh, how'd your day go, by the way? It was a goddamn Monday. Uh, so I was on calls <laughs> from pretty much, you know, like eight or nine in the morning until about, oh, about a half hour ago. So, you know, it is what it is. Oh, well, you know, that's why they call it work. Because if it was fun, they call it a hobby and they wouldn't pay you. Yeah, that sounds like something like a old crotchety old man that would say to his grandson <laughs> while playing Pinochle. <laughs> I don't know where I heard that. It could have been my old crotchety, crotchety grandfather. That's entirely possible. Uh, regardless, uh, did you see that uh, Kelly Preston has passed away? Yeah, that was uh, Travolta's wife or whatever. That is correct. Yeah, plus she was an actress that was in quite a few movies uh, back in the day. Yeah, I had absolutely no idea who she was. But yeah, I saw well, the headline. Uh, breast wow. cancer, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's gorgeous. She was gorgeous. Um, you've probably seen at least a couple of the movies she's been in. Uh, Twins is the first one that comes to mind. Yeah, that's uh, that's past my my limit of remembering. Uh, well, I'm sure you've seen Twins. It's an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, so obviously you had to have seen it. But uh, I can understand if it's been so long, you don't really remember the supporting characters quite as much. Yeah, like I remember what the movie was. I don't remember you know jack shit about it. Right, right. And she's it's kind of past my cutoff of, of memorable things. Right, right. And she, she was in a couple of few other things, but in, in the last 20 years, she's better known for being John Travolta's wife uh, than anything else, really. Yeah, and isn't he, like, gay anyway? Uh, who knows? You know, um, it's entirely possible that he's gay, or at least bi. Uh, I mean, but they have kids, so uh, he, at the very least, he was putting up the effort. Yeah, maybe that. Well, he's the one that, like, so Travolta has his pilot's license, right? Like, he was the one that was molesting people in the air. Oh, my. In the air, no one can hear you scream. That would be, uh... <laughs> uh yeah, no, I don't know. I can't. I don't know if he was accused of anything or not, to be honest with you. Yeah, I thought I don't he, get... like, lured men onto his plane and then, you know, got all up in that. <laughs> Did he? Is that, is that what happened, really? Holy shit. I don't know. I, <laughs> no, thought I heard something about that. There, well, there's, something, thought... there's something weird with Travolta. I think that was it, because I think he's the one that's a pilot. Oh, okay. Richard Gere is missing gerbil said he uh, likes showing his butthole to massage therapists. I, that's, I heard something about, like, some, thing, some sort of inappropriate touching during a massage or some shit like that. I never heard about the, the, the flying uh, a rape plane or anything like that before, though. Eh, I might be thinking of someone else. I don't know, but yeah, he. Uh, I I could have sworn he was, you know, putting from the rough quite a bit. Ah, well, according to the the juicer, his wife worked at Pebble Beach, and he was caught blowing a limo driver. Well, that's quite the tip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No kidding, huh? Uh, well, of course. Yeah, I know, Tanner. Who hasn't? Well, I, I don't know. I've never actually been in a limo, so I don't know if that's the normal tip uh, to the limo driver or not. So maybe I'm wrong. No, limos aren't that impressive. Like a, a solid hand job. That's about that's about all you get from a limo ride. Oh, okay. Now, well, that's a pilot, fair. and you're yeah. you're taking me on a private jet, and you know who knows. Oh, speaking like, of it's that, it's like international water if it's in the air. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, there's no crime committed. <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, I was uh, talking with one of the security guards at uh, the place that I work at, and he mentioned, like, he goes, hey, I'll see you, like, in next week. I'm going on vacation. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. What are you doing? He goes, I'm flying my plane out to Montana to visit my brother. I'm like, wow. I go, you fly? Because like, uh, this, I didn't don't really know this dude. We had a, we started using a new security company this year. So it's no, you know, I've only been working with these guys for like a month or two now. Um, and I was like, oh, wow, you fly. And we started talking about it. And he's a tall dude, dude, tall dude as well. Not quite as tall as I am. He's probably six, five, I'd say though, Real, fairly tall, uh, retired, uh, as it turns out, another retired Detroit police officer, but he was a helicopter pilot for Detroit police. So he has all kinds of interesting stories and, uh, the long and the short of it, he said, if I ever want to go flying with him, just let me know. And he'd be more than happy to take me, uh, for, uh, take me up, uh, someplace or another. Uh, it's only a Cessna. So I don't think there's going to be any plane rape going on. There's not a lot of room in that. Um, but he, he, uh, uh I, that's, I'm not, I, I'm not sure if I'd take him up on that or not. That sounds really, really cool. And I'd always wanted to fly in something small like that. But then again, that's also the vast majority of plane crashes are the small planes like that as well. I'm I'm sure you would not die in a plane crash, but just well, remember um, the the customary thank you for <laughs> flight. Just keep that in mind. All right. Well, so have you ever flown in one of those small planes like that? Um, not like the super super small planes. Uh, so living in Iowa, like a lot of the flights were kind of like the the smaller planes, like heading either to like Chicago or Minneapolis uh, hmm. to hop on like a real flight. Yeah, nothing, nothing like a two seater or something crazy like that. Uh, I, I think you're, I think I uh, have a similar experience. Uh, when I was uh, joined basic training, I flew a commercial flight from uh, Detroit to Dallas, and then a smaller plane from Dallas to Oklahoma. And it was like I think a fifty or sixty seat plane with like two engines, prop two prop engines, uh, and I was absolutely the only fucking person on the flight. <laughs> so they let me sit in first class. But that was, that was kind of cool. And that was the last time anyone thought Jay in first class. Yeah, probably. Unless I happen to decide to buy a random lottery ticket and hit it big. Yeah, I don't think I'm ever going to be a first class type of person in any sense of the word. I concur. Oh, oh some, hey, Challenge Accepted said his, he was in an ultralight before. That must be even extra scarier because, you know, that's even like lighter and flimsier than like a Cessna or one of the other standard small planes. I, I'd be fucking terrified. <laughs> oh, so you're saying an ultralight is really light? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I get it. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Uh, what else do I got today? Um, the, some of these things aren't even just subjects. There's just one thing. And I figured either it's going to be a subject or not a lot of it, depending on Ryan. Uh, you're, are you old enough to remember the original American Gladiators? Everybody remembers the original American Gladiators. Well, I'm assuming. It's one of the not. only, like, it was... It was like the beginning of it's not necessarily like a reality show but like a a solid tv game show that wasn't you know completely idiotic and about trivia yeah i used to love that show so so much uh over on pluto tv they have the american gladiator channel and uh this is like six months ago i went through a spat of just watching it like when when i was off work for five or six hours a day because i got had nothing else going on and one of the things I took away from that was, uh, first, it got a lot more complex in later seasons. The first seasons were pretty simple, like the different challenges and things like that. They all had the obstacle course in the end, but the rest of it wasn't all that complex. They built it up over la over three or four or five or six seasons. Uh, the other thing I noticed is the uh, gladiators took that shit way more seriously than they probably should have. <laughs> do, you, do you remember how... Uh, uh, often the uh, contestants got fucking smashed by those big, giant, roided-out dudes. Well, that was the whole point of the show. Well, yeah, but it was fucking awesome. Uh, but I, I don't like that show. Just never really. It doesn't really hold up anymore. Like I tried to go back, and I think a few years ago, watch some of it. It just doesn't hold up. Yeah, I mean, in what regard do you mean? Like, it just, I don't know. It's just not entertaining like it once was. Oh, like I it, think that, just, yeah, I see what it you're just saying. isn't, isn't, yeah, just not the same. Uh, I, and I think a lot of that's just because our taste has 
taste as a society have evolved and like that's just too primitive and simple for us it's like we it's not new and awesome anymore well i mean that could be some of it but like i i like physical like shows like that so like there are some of those things like I haven't caught a ton of it, but The Rock has uh, the Titan games or whatever it is. Uh, there's the Broken Skull Challenge. Like There are some like physical kind of game type shows that are still fun to watch. But yeah, going back to American Gladiators, it's just like uh, that, was a, that was a period in time type of thing. And unfortunately, it's just not a thing anymore. Yeah, yeah. And I haven't seen any of those ones that you're talking about, but they all seem kind of interesting. Uh, that kind of comp competitive show. Um, now, uh, now, do you, are you into like the uh, watching the like uh, world's strongest man competitions? I'm assuming that might be a, a subject of interest for you for obvious reasons. I haven't watched one for quite a while. Like the the heyday of them were kind of fun to watch. Like anymore, it's just I don't know. It's kind of boring, I guess. Like. It's it's interesting the things they do, but it's just like who is the most gigantic roided up human on earth? <laughs> and it's just, yeah, it's another thing that kind of lost its luster over time. Yeah, uh, I used same here. When I first started watching them, I was like, wow, this is pretty fucking amazing. But you can only watch like really huge people pick up really heavy things for so many times. And it was fun because of the inventive ways that they made them, you know, uh, show their strength as opposed to just like lifting weights, you know, with the different stones and things that they had to move. Uh, but once again, you can only watch so much of that before you're like, eh, okay. Well, and the other part about it is like it, I guess it never really, it never really evolved like you have essentially the exact same like obstacles or whatever that they had done for years and years and years and now those guys specifically train for that shit so they're just you know ridiculously good at it like the atlas stones you used to see people just fail consistently now dudes are knocking that thing out in like 30 seconds right right like kind of like the difference kind of like the early ufc and the modern ufc one of the fun parts about watching the early ufc was people encountering techniques that they had no fucking clue how to deal with so you saw like ridiculous knockouts and submissions and throws because people had no clue how to deal with whatever that thing the guy was bringing at him uh nowadays people are familiar with all the techniques so you can't get that kind of surprise match anymore i mean it's part of it but at least the ufc is still you know super entertaining Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just saying that's like different. That's what the difference between the early UFC and the modern UFC is kind of like the difference between the early uh, strongman and the modern now. Mm, I don't know. Possibly. <laughs> yeah, well. Uh, let's see what else do I got, sir. Uh, let me look. Let me bring up the old phone notes. Uh do, do, do. Oh, but, oh, how about the fact that the governor almost made me think I was going to die about an hour ago? Um, I was sitting here, my, the governor, the governor oh. of the fine state of Michigan, where I live. Um, I was sitting here minding my own business about an hour ago, and all of a sudden the uh, alert system on my phone went off. I, I looked down, and the very first thing it said was extreme alert. I'm like, oh, uh, that's not good. Uh, uh, normally extreme alert means something like there's a tornado or fucking a firestorm or like, yeah, or flesh eating locusts or some shit like that. So, uh, I was concerned to say the very least. Uh, so I read further and apparently there was an extreme alert to let you know that the governor had passed an ordinance that masks are now required inside of all public buildings and outside in, when you're in crowded public spaces and that, uh, and that businesses are required to enforce this, uh, which is a, an entire topic all by itself. But motherfucker, don't send that along the emergency alert system. I thought I seriously thought something was fucking up for a half a second. Well, I mean, how else are they going to get that message to everyone? I don't know. Maybe, maybe. like that. Is, <laughs> that's exactly what that system is for. Don't call it extreme alert then, you know, <laughs> call it something different. Like, Hey, uh, something you should know alert. Because <laughs> it made line, though. Yeah. So California pretty much just went back under lockdown. 
Oh yeah, uh, I have not uh, seen what the uh, news on that was. What's uh, going yeah, on? Yeah, they're they're pretty much shutting down all like bars and uh, dining at restaurants and gyms and shit like that again. Uh, there's a few school districts that are already now going full online for the fall. Yeah, so California, after seeing a pretty big spike, has uh, done the opposite of Florida. Oh, yeah. Well, I actually decided to do something about it. Exactly. Well, that's probably for the best. Uh, I don't know uh, if it's uh, too little too late, but obviously they need to put the effort in. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it's probably the right thing to do. So there is that. But uh, yeah, that's it's kind of concerning, right? Like. What happens if this shit keeps popping up? Like, are we going to see another, like, almost nationwide-ish shutdown? God, I hope not. As I mentioned before, that's the last thing I want is more time off. I need to work. Uh, my my building, my business that I work at needs to stay open. Uh, not just for me, for many, many, many people. It's just a big, complicated problem if that shit closes again. And... uh yeah, just no. <laughs> Please, people, wear masks, take precautions. Let's uh, get through this. I mean, I re- I didn't click on the article, but I saw someone from like the center of this disease control or the surgeon general or somebody who's supposed to know what they're talking about, saying we could get this through this basically in two or three weeks if everybody did the right shit. Yeah, like that is the thing. Like there are several states now that are slowly opening up and doing well. And then there's just the dumb states that are absolutely ruining it, ruining it for everyone. So I hope it doesn't turn into like the almost kind of like me too of state closings where you're going to have these states that it really is a problem. They probably should shut down somewhat again and other states just start doing it to be safe. Yeah. And, uh, and we've talked about this before. I'm just glad that I'm not in charge of this sort of thing because it's a big, complicated problem. It's it's hard to balance the economic needs of the country with the medical needs of the country. Well, and speaking of the, the economic needs, so they did come out and they're starting to project now that basically almost all of the eviction moratoriums and everything are coming up and the uh, expanded uh, unemployment is going away. So they are... They are predicting anywhere between 19 and 23 million families are going to be evicted from their homes. Oh, oh Jesus. Do you think they're going to try to extend that, or is this going to be it, really? I think it's going to depend. So there were things that supposedly the Senate was working on, but they went on fucking vacation for two weeks. That doesn't uh, so seem even... like a good idea. <laughs> this is our government. Like, they're not there to work for us. They take these, like week-long, two-week-long, month-long fucking breaks in the middle of, like, times that people need them to be doing things and not give a damn about it. But, yeah, so they're on break, I think, until next week. But, yeah, it's all a big question. Like, whether or not, like, at least the eviction moratoriums, like, that things were generally kind of driven by state. So, like, states could still, you know, swoop in and do things about that. Right. As far as like the expanded unemployment or any sort of stimulus or anything else, like there's a lot of people out there that are still just kind of at the mercy of the government as a lot of these jobs haven't come back yet. Yeah. And uh, speaking on the entire mass thing that we were, um, no, I haven't had this confirmed yet because I'd like my wife literally told this to me two minutes before I started the show. Uh, yeah, you know, when she said, "Hey, did you see that our local police, you know, which I won't name specifically, uh, have said that they're not going to enforce the uh, ma- mask new mask rule uh, that they say you know the governor can't uh, create laws." I and I, and I have no uh, way to confirm this yet, but that if that if true, that's pretty fucked up, isn't it? Yeah, like I, people are going to like applaud that. But, like, on something like this, it really is, like, it is an issue. You should be wearing a mask. Stop being a fucking idiot about it. Like, no, I don't necessarily think it's a good use of police resources to having to go around and fucking fine people for not wearing a mask. 
But as long as we have idiots out there that refuse to wear a mask and do stupid shit like, you know, the lady that spit on a fucking cancer patient or the people freaking out and shooting people or is raising a fucking commotion in a Trader Joe's or whatever else, like, we hmm. need to do something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because just remember, just because someone looks like they're okay, that doesn't necessarily mean they are. Uh, when when we all talk about yeah you know, all these uh, COVID deaths and people getting fucked up from it uh, being that not because you know they're like oh that doesn't happen to normal healthy people I'm like well yeah it's people with underlying health issues that they may or may not be aware of uh, but just because someone looks like they're okay that doesn't mean they have some issue that you might pass the COVID along to them and kill them with it uh, that's the entire point. <laughs> That's why we're trying to uh, prevent people from getting it, because there's lots of cases where people don't even know that they should be taking precautions. Like, for instance, just today, I found out that in certain cases, COVID can cause uh, kidney damage, which would be a fucking bummer for me since I only got the one. <laughs> and I have no clue uh, how often that happens or anything like that. So, like, maybe one uh, one in 10,000 uh, COVID patients uh, get it or what or whatever. But obviously, that's not something I want to fuck with. Well, yeah, absolutely. That's definitely not something that you should be anywhere close. Um, the other things, like they're finding other things that that COVID can cause. Like they're seeing a bunch of like clotting issues beyond you know the lung issues. There's people that you know develop heart issues from it. There's people that you know have had like stroke-like systems where their cognitive ability is is retarded. And I mean retarded and not they are retarded. Yeah, my but, wife, uh, my wife, when we were talking about that one, I was like, really? She goes, yeah. I'm like, are you sure? Has that been confirmed? I go, oh, that sounds fucked up. But apparently if you're talking about it too, it must be true. Yeah, it's, it's one of those crazy things. And did you see where they came out today that it seems like if you have had COVID, your immunity is not like a lifetime thing. They're saying it has about a six month window. Hmm. That'd be fucking suck to get the COVID every six months, huh? Yeah. So it's, it seems like either, well, and this is the thing we don't know enough about this yet. Like we understand the flu cause it's been around for decades and decades and decades and decades. It's like, we understand that it morphs and there are different strains per season it almost seems like that's probably going to be what this COVID thing is. So when we're working for a vaccine, it's going to probably be kind of like the flu vaccine. It's where they're, you know, taking the educated guests for the year. Hmm. Well, that's lovely. So basically at some point we're going to just going to have to learn to live with the COVID um, and all these yeah. precautions that we're taking, basically when it comes right down to it are just putting off the inevitable. Well, I mean, there's certain things that we should be doing as a society, right? Like if it's, if you're in an area that's like a hot zone for it, like it should probably be part of our, our lives that a, if you're feeling sick or if you're in an area where there's, you know, like a bad flu outbreak or anything else, like you should probably start wearing a mask. Like that's one of the reasons Japan did so well with this entire thing. They had COVID they directed everyone to wear masks and obviously try to, you know, social distance or whatever where they could, but they pretty, pretty much snuffed that thing out pretty quick. Oh yeah. Did you hear they're super duper fucking mad? Cause apparently there's a major outbreak. The fucking Marines. The, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Well, you know, um, I can't say I'm surprised at that unless the military has changed. And obviously Marines are different than me being in basic training. So my experience is super duper limited, but at least when I was in basic training, uh, there wouldn't be able to take half the precautions that they're, uh, that they're supposed to, uh, for fucking, you know, safety from the COVID. I mean, cause you know, it's just, that's just not how the military is set up. I wonder, I, I wonder how they're actually doing that. Cause they routinely shove you large amounts of people into small spaces for one thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, it makes sense. Like, I I would think it would always be kind of a hotbed. Like, if somebody ends up sick in the military, like, their entire platoon's probably fucked. When you start talking about the bases, like, over in Japan and elsewhere, like, you get a few people that are spreading that shit, it's going to it's gonna make its rounds. Yeah. <clears throat> in the Japan, Japan, they're very, they're very politely angry. I, I love Japanese people. I'd love to live there. It just seems like such an awesome society in general. 
you know, they're all almost to a, a fault, super polite um, and respectful of, of each other, which is really what I want out of society. Well, I mean, you say that, that you would like to live there until you actually go visit sometime and you find out that everything is built for someone that's about five, six. <laughs> yeah, I suppose the novelty of that would wear off really quick. For a day or two, it would be cool to be fucking uh, a fucking giant man. <laughs> but after a couple of days, it'd be like, oh, man, I want to go back to where fucking I can sit down. Or lay in a bed or sit on a toilet. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm not uh, Andre the Giant size, but I heard horror stories about what he had to do when he went to Japan to wrestle. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it was terrible. Like, someone my size, like, I was too big. And part of it is, like, especially bad for someone like that who's not only tall, but they're large. Yeah. Like, just a thicker or, like, wider person. Anybody with even, like, relatively, like, broad shoulders, like, you're you're not meant to be in Japan. <laughs> when I went to when I went to Japan and I went to the fights there, like yeah, everything was just built for someone that was like, I would say like two thirds of me. So if you cut yeah. off like one of my arms and part of my torso, like that was about the right width. And if you took you know about five six inches off me, that would have been the right height. It was just it's it's just a different place. Oh yeah, people ask me all the time how I fit into the small cars because I have a history of buying small cars. I like them; they they handle better. They're more fun to drive. Uh, and I explained to them I buy that I buy American small cars. It makes a big difference. Uh, the only well, the only time I didn't buy an American small car, I bought an Italian small car, uh, which was the cramp, most cramped car I've ever had. But I still pulled it off. Uh, I can't fuck with Japanese small cars uh, like their small sports cars and things like that. There's I don't fit into a Miata at fucking all. Uh, but like I fit into a Ford Fiesta uh, ST because uh, it's still an American-made car, so it's I'm a little big for it, but it's not nothing unreasonable. Yeah, I, I think it would be funny to to watch you, you know, buy a Miata and and, and try to function with that. Uh, I I physically can't sit into it. My I can't get my uh, uh, legs. Uh, like the steering wheels in the way. Yeah, my the, the seat doesn't go back far enough. I can't wedge my legs up underneath the steering wheel. I've sat in one before. Um, so it sucks. I, I like Miatas. They're, they're cool little cars. Yeah, a guy that uh, a guy that works for me has a Miata. So I I'm questionable about his character as a man. <laughs> you might not be able to fit into a Miata either. Not not because of the height thing, but because of like you said the shoulder thing. Because uh, I don't think their seats are that big in that direction either. Well, that and I would just never get in a Miata, regardless. Because <laughs> you know that's a yeah, that's a no go. Ah shit! There's all kinds of fun uh, small cars. But I've if never that's been not a big small car. Like even some of uh, like the sports cars, like. Some of the Porsches are even like too small. Mm. Like it's just, yeah, it's it's odd. Like if I went like luxury car, I'd have to find the right one because some of those, yeah, they're just not. They're built for smaller people. Right, right. You'd need something like a, a convertible Bentley two door version, of one of their speed models. Those are fucking badass. There's a couple of few of those at the club, and that's what you're talking about when you want fast luxury. Um, obviously, they're overpriced because I think it's like two hundred fifty, three hundred thousand dollar car. But they're nice. Oh yeah, I'm sure they're wonderful. As as long as you you know, as long as they're built for someone that uh, someone like you. Right. <laughs> right. Well, like like I said, they're big cars as far as that goes. So I'm sure you'd have plenty of room, uh, shoulder room, as opposed to some of the other like uh, Ferraris and Porsches and all other uh, cars. But yeah, I mean, with that anyway, like I have no desire to buy a car like that. So. Hmm. we'll see i think right, if right. anything like if my if anything my next purchase for a vehicle and it'll depend on how like the whole launch of this goes and how they really are like in production would be the tesla truck oh yeah it looks like shit but it has really good stats so to speak well that's the thing like i don't even care if it looks trolly but like if it actually comes out in production the way that they build it right like that thing would be a goddamn tank and teslas are freaking nice anyway so like that might be a that might be a purchase 
I did think it was pretty funny, the entire demonstration to show the shatter uh, proof glass that shattered twice. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, although although I think uh, technically he's right because uh, uh, he he wanted to say they're shatter proof. I I don't not sure if they were that if that's what they were actually intended to be. I think they're just supposed to be shatter resistant, so that uh, when you throw a, like a brick through it, the brick wouldn't go through. But that's not much different than a real uh, fucking windshield. <laughs> Right, yeah. It, well, again, it'll be interesting once they actually productionalize it and see if they, they try to improve that or what they try to do with the whole thing. Right, I mean, right. Regardless, it just it looks it looks interesting. <laughs> Not a real truck, Team Evil bad guys. <laughs> Not a real truck, Mark. That that uh, for those uh, that uh, are listening at home that aren't from the OG, there's a gentleman on the OG that had called made a thread years ago that said Tesla wasn't a real car company and predicted their downfall and demise over and over and over again for like the last three or four fucking five years or however long it's been now. And he's been hilariously wrong every single time he predicted something. Yeah, that that was kind of an, an epic backfire. Uh, yeah. that, and he keeps on with it. Like, he's yeah, yeah. he's he's down for the cause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he kinda, keeps on saying that. Like our... that... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I said, yeah, he, he keeps on swearing that Tesla is going to do the opposite of turning around anytime soon. <laughs> I know, right? It, it's almost as good of a backfire as uh, Camcom's thread talking about how, you know, COVID had zero deaths and flu had already killed 10,000 people. Uh, yeah, yeah. That didn't age well either in, in retrospect. Uh, well, although that one's less funny since it involves people dying. <laughs> True, but that's still another one of those just gigantic, epic backfires. Yeah, but, uh, oh shit, there's been quite a few of those in the OG, though. Fuck. Uh, let's see, what else do I got, dude? Uh, we're cruising right along. I've got tons of other topics, or possibly like two or three. Uh, let me see what else I have right here. Oh, did you see that story that New York customers have been having problems recently with the restaurants uh they opened up outdoor dining uh recently still there's no indoor dining but there's outdoor dining so the problem they're having is that rats are fucking like crawling over their legs and trying to crawl up their legs to get on the tables and fucking eat, eat the food because uh they're starving and it's driving them fucking nutty i mean that's yeah that's not necessarily super super surprising yeah, uh, apparently because of all the restaurants closing, the three million uh, rats in New York have nothing to eat because obviously they live off of dumpsters of, uh, you know, filled with discarded food from all these restaurants. Now that there's no discarded food, they got nothing to eat. So when the uh, restaurants opened outdoor dining, uh, and now there's all this food straight out in the fucking open, all these starving rats are fucking running for it to try to get it. So have fun eating outside in New York in the next fucking month or two. Yeah, I try to avoid New York City as much as possible. So, uh, yeah, I'll pass. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I've never been there before. Is what kind of? I mean, it seems like it'd be a cool spot to go. Uh, but on the other hand, it you know it definitely uh, fucking triggers my not wanting to be around people thing. Well, that's the thing. Like, you can do the touristy thing, and like you know, go walk no, around Times Square and do all that crap. Oh, we have a caller. Yeah, there's going to be a bunch of people. All right, we have a caller. Let's give him a shot. Oh, I missed him. Sorry, Mick. Call back again. <laughs> oh well, yeah, that yeah, or maybe the, not. Yeah, that <laughs> is the thing with with New York. You can either you can do that. The traffic sucks. Obviously, Team Evil just said that too. But yeah, the traffic's terrible. If you can navigate like the subway system, it's really not as bad as people say. As far as like crazy people and that, but that also may be the fact that I'm not you know out on the subway at three a.m. like an idiot. Right. Um, <laughs> Right. Have you uh, have you ever did like the entire go up into the uh, top of the Empire State Building thing? No, no. Nah, like, why? I think that's my thing. Like, why would I want to do that? I don't like, know. I, I, I've been the to view, the I thought Tower be, in, in some, Chicago. Uh, something interesting. So. Okay. Yeah, I, I guess that'd be the same experience uh, uh, for the most part, huh? Yeah, I think for the most part, once you you know. Once you encounter one tall building, you've encountered them all. <laughs> well, I, I haven't yet, so that's still something I'd like to do. Uh, 
heights don't, I'm not scared of heights, but I have a very, very healthy respect of heights. So, so that would be an interesting experience for me. I also would love to go to the Grand Canyon and do that entire skywalk thing where they have the, you know, the plexiglass uh, walkway that goes over to Grand Canyon. Yeah. I've, I guess I just never, never saw the allure of the Grand Canyon. Yeah, just to be something to see. You know, I, I, I'd like to bucket list at least see most of the major things that you're supposed to see in the United States. You know, the Empire State's Building, Statue of Liberty, Grand Canyon, Yellowstone Park, uh, Golden Gate Bridge. You know, just all the things you're supposed to see because you live in America. Yeah, I just, I, I guess I never understood the whole, whole Grand Canyon thing. I mean, really, in the... In the grand scheme of things, it's just a really big ditch. That's true, but it's a very, very big one. I mean, I know. I, I guess you, if you, I try to appreciate natural beauty just because I haven't seen much of it. I imagine that'd be a cool place to see in that regard. Yeah, I'm more of a like. I would rather go and like experience mountains and stuff like that. The ditch hmm. just isn't necessarily a thing for me. I don't know. From well, basically, all it's a reverse mountain, dude. So, uh, you know, <laughs> calling it a ditch is probably doing it a grave disservice, honestly. Yeah, except that's really what it is—just a <laughs> ditch caused by you know rivers over the years and all of that fun stuff. And yeah, it it is what it is. I can well, understand why some people would you know think, "Hey, this is pretty awesome." It's just it's just not my thing. That's fine. I can understand that. And I think we've had this conversation before, but I saw something in the news that made me want to ask you again. Uh, are you a amusement park person? Not anymore. Like way, way back in the day, like some of it was fun. I think we've talked right. about it before. Like if you did some ecstasy and went to an amusement park, it is pretty much the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> but sober uh, amusement parks just aren't that cool. Uh, well, I don't know. It depends on what was the amusement parks that you went to, because there are different grades of amusement park, obviously, uh, all the way from like, uh, parking lot carnival up to the major big ones. Well, I've been to like all the major big ones and things like that. Again, just, I, I it may be that I ruined it for myself mm -hmm. by going not sober. Uh, right. So right. then all of a sudden sober amusement parks were like the most, just, they just, Oh no, they were kind of meh. Well, uh, challenge accepted. I already mentioned it. Uh, Cedar Point is the best one in the world. Uh, so, um, have you ever been to that one? No, I haven't. But still, like, unless I was super on drugs, I probably wouldn't go. Oh, uh, uh, no, fucking the. I don't go anymore because I'm too large for a lot of the rides. Uh, there's a couple I can't ride. Most of them I can ride. It's just super uncomfortable. And when I was younger, I'd be, I was willing to put up with that. But as you get older, you're like, eh, not so much. But it's a fucking awesome place. It's an awesome place in so many different regards. Uh, it's the roller coaster capital of the world uh, because it has uh, almost every single roller coaster it has at one time was the world record holder for that type of roller coaster. <clears throat> the only reason most of them aren't is because other roller coaster, uh, amusement parks rather, uh, tend to build the same thing that they built a couple years later, like a foot or two higher or a couple miles an hour faster, especially in Japan. They've done that a couple few times and they have more roller coasters. In addition to having like the world record uh, roller coasters, they have more roller coasters than any place else in the world. Uh, plus a whole bunch of other rides as well. Um, it's just a fucking great place to go. If you like that sort of thing, uh, if, even if you don't like uh, roller coasters or like water rides or whatever you, else they have there the people watching this fucking amazing because there's a wide variety of people come from all over the world to experience the awesomeness that is cedar point yeah i will absolutely take your word for it and if i was probably 20 years younger it may be something that would be like a a fun little vacation yeah yeah you're you know you're younger than me but you're still old enough to be like man not anymore and of course I won't come fucking near any of those like uh, parking lot carnivals anymore. Although I might try their food. Well, no, not anymore. I can't, not that now that I can't eat anymore, but yeah, you can't even have like awesome deep fried fair food anymore. Can you? No, I don't think so. I'd have to look stuff up, but the odds are probably no, I can't have anything that's deep fried. You know, I can't have like fried chicken or stuff like that. So, um, that's a bummer. Cause that's fucking awesome. I used to way well after I 
was willing to risk my life riding a, a parking lot carnival ride, I still love going there and just eating the different food and like once again, you know, people watching and stuff like that. Because fucking, you know, like their bratwurst, elephant ears, fucking, you know, stunk, all the ridiculous stuff on a fried on a stick that they had. But it's just good fun, good clean fun. Yeah. Oh, like fairs and stuff. So I, that was one of the, the only things really happening in Iowa growing up was like the state fair there. Mm. And yeah, some of like the gigantic turkey legs and like the just terrible food. You go, you get hammered. Then you end up eating like 14,000 calories. <laughs> and then you pay for it the next day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, the turkey leg thing reminded me of one of my favorite things to do back in the day. And I still wouldn't mind going if I if it wasn't so uh, popular and crowded now was uh, something called the Michigan Renaissance Festival, which I imagine would not be anything you'd be caught within like 10 miles of. Uh, but uh, I always had a good time doing it. Um, if you take out the medieval clothing and acting and things like that, which I'm sure you're probably not a big fan of, they had ridiculously good food, like with the turkey legs and just all kinds of just awesome food. You could get drunk on, on ale and mead and like all these fucking more primitive uh, style beers uh, in addition to like wine or whatever else you want. Um, and it was a good time. They had like jousting and uh, like sword fights. Uh, there's always a whole bunch of different uh, acts on different stages for anything from comedy to magic acts to, you know, uh, you know, you could, and then you had all kinds of booths where you could do shit like ax throwing and for prizes. And then they had like vendors like, uh, artisan, like art, uh, artisan, I'm, probably saying it wrong uh Artisan? people that made yeah thank you people that made shit uh, anything from people that may forge their own swords and knives and stuff that you could buy uh, which ranged from relatively simple ones to super duper expensive fancy pieces like uh, i remember one year that some guy was selling a dagger for about fifteen hundred dollars that was like all silver with gems in it like a marble uh handle uh, excuse me handle it was just fucking awesome. And he had like a whole bunch of other different swords, people that sold different medieval clothing and you could get custom boots made. It was, it's just a good time. If you're into any of that, of uh, that kind of sword and sorcery, um, medieval type of shit. Yeah, not, not necessarily. So the comedy did, did they do it period appropriate? Yeah. For the most part. <laughs> oh, God, uh, that had to be so cringeworthy. Some of it was, some of it was, some of it was pretty good. Uh, there were people that did it for a living and all, all they did was go from the different Renaissance fairs, uh, uh, around the uh, country because most states have one of some sort or another. Ours was one of the bigger ones because, uh, the Michigan Renaissance festival bought a shitload of land and put up permanent structures or at least semi-permanent structures. Like most of them didn't have heat or anything like that, but there were, uh, a lot of them had like water and, you know, or, or at least, when I say semi-permanent, they range from anything from like actual buildings to just like open to the air, like with roof things uh, of various natures to make it look like a medieval village. Still thinking of the comedian thing, that must be to the comedian community what being a chiropractor is to doctors. <laughs> the uh, the best comedian that they had was the Dead Bob Show. Uh, he was a ventriloquist, and he you know he had a uh, his ventriloquist dummy was Dead Bob. And he didn't like try to do much of an accent or anything like that. Basically, it was insult comedy. Uh, so, and that was pretty good. But a lot of the other ones were pretty cringeworthy, if I think about it. So, have you ever done the axe throwing? That's like a new thing. Like, there's a place uh, that opened up here. Mm -hmm. Like, I took my team to do like a team building thing at it. And, like, part of it, part of it kind of was like, this can't be the safest thing in the world because, like, the entire point is you bring a bunch of beer and then you throw <laughs> fucking axes. Yeah. yeah like, he, I don't know. It was, it was kind I mean, of fun, I, but it was like the entire yeah. idea of getting hammered and throwing axes. Like that's just asking for trouble. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I did that way back in the day with uh, the, uh, Renaissance festival stuff, but they actually opened something like that around here as well. Uh, it's, it's a place called the hub and it's a multi, um, they call it the hub stadium. It, it's not just axe throwing. It's like feather football, uh, axe throwing lanes. Um, uh, like, like, hold on a second. I'm going to look it up. It's got, it's, it's got like four or five different things that it's in that you can do there. I think, 
or at least two. <laughs> what the fuck is feather football? Uh, I might have the wrong thing. Let me look this up. Um, reserve a lane. Uh, it's, it's, oh, it's football. I'm sorry. Football bowling. I was thinking of something different. Yeah. Are you familiar with football bowling? It's no, exactly what it, it sounds like. <laughs> what the hell is football bowling? Yeah. Well, uh, they have, uh, bowling lanes, but instead of, uh, you, instead of you, uh, um, using, um, uh, bowling ball, you use a football. So you're basically like throwing a pass, trying to hit bowling pins. That is 100% correct, sir. How do they do like the ball return? I, I that I don't know. I I haven't uh, ever went, so I, I'm looking at the uh, site here, and it's got a couple of pictures and stuff. But it seems like their main attraction was originally um, um, axe throwing. Uh, okay, the, oh, I see what it is. The, basically, there's no lane. They just have the the pins set up on one side, and like. Uh, and then you try to throw at them like they, I'm watching a video where like there's people standing around the pins. So I guess you probably just set them back up yourself and then walk over and get your ball and walk back over to the throwing area. And then they have like all kinds of different beers and shit like that and food. And so that looks like it's, yeah, the two things are the axe throwing and football bowling. Meh. They have 10 axe dolls, eight football lanes. Uh, they have top golf swing seats coming soon. Um, and with two bars. Well, that's the selling point is the two bars and then you just go do silly shit because why not do silly shit while you're drinking? Right, exactly. So I could see it being popular. Um, it was at one point a um, big buck brewery and steakhouse. So, so that uh, uh, that's so that which didn't do well, hung out for a while, but they they were overpriced and all it was was just a gigantic uh, um steakhouse so it was there was way too much room for it so at least this uses the room of the building so i don't know how uh, popular it'll be but we'll see yeah like it's probably worth going to just once like i said i went and did the, the axe throwing thing once and it was something to do yeah i don't think i'd do it twice though um you know i could see doing it once just for shits and giggles we sort of next day it's not exactly a normal uh, muscle move throwing axes no it's not like they're that heavy well, yeah, I know, but it's still not it's still not a thing that you do every day. I mean, are you sore when you go bowling since you're the in the bowling capital of the world? Oh god, I don't go bowling. I haven't done that in fucking years. Um decades really. I wasn't very good at it. I just remember one time I uh, played whirly ball, um which you wouldn't think would be a big deal, but I noticed being sore in certain muscles the next day because the reaching down and scooping up the ball with the lacrosse thing is not really a normal movement while you're, you know, not while you're driving around a bumper car anyways. Yeah, I think that might just be a you thing. No, okay. Well, whatever. Well, uh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> oh, a little dog in my lap. Uh, okay, let's see what else we got. Because I do actually still have more topics. At least one more. Or maybe well, not. Before you maybe. get to that, like uh -huh. you're a Kroger guy, right? Yeah, yes, I am. Did you hear in this might not be in your area? I think they're just starting it um, in some of their places, like maybe even down south. But did you hear that Kroger's going to stop uh, giving change um, as coins? Oh, yeah. Do, yeah. Longer the, do coin change? Yep. They're doing that around here. It's a big deal on my local Facebook thing because everyone's like, ah. Um, and obviously it's because of the uh, coin shortage. Uh, which is a weird thing because you, you wouldn't think we'd have a coin shortage. There seems to be a million, m you know, money all over the place. Normally, uh, I don't know anybody who doesn't have like a fucking at least five or ten dollars worth stored in a jar someplace. Yeah, I well, it's they can say it's partly due to the coin shortage, but I wonder if this ends up being a long term thing for a lot of people. Do you mean like more of a uh, a shift in uh, attitude as opposed to an actual supply and demand thing? Right. I can see that. Like, I can't I can't think of the I can't even think of the last time I bought anything with cash. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't I don't do that. Every once in a great while, uh I will uh pay for something in cash, but that's only if someone gave me money in cash. I um I don't have to take cash out anymore because uh, even drugs you can put on credit cards now. So there's no reason for me to have, ever have cash on me. The only reason we ever have cash right now is to pay the guy cutting our lawn every two weeks. Yeah, literally the only reason I ever have cash is when I'm on business travel, which obviously hasn't been a thing in months and won't be for many, many more months. But like that is only to tip like Uber drivers since you're limited 
on how much you can tip on a corporate card to, you know, get past your auditing. And I always right, right. want to tip more than what they say. So I will grab cash for that. But yeah, other than that, I, I cannot think of the last time I've used cash for really anything. Yeah, no. Um, and we don't even go and get cash for that, really, because my wife gets tips all the time. Uh, so she normally has enough cash on her to uh, cover, um, like, the the lawnmower every two weeks. Other than that, cash does not enter our system. Uh, I pay credit card and everything. Um, and I wouldn't really want change back. So uh, if you were, as you saw, if you read the uh, Kroger article, you have two options. You can put the change on your loyalty card, which will go to your next purchase. Or you can use like the roundup for charity thing where they take whatever your change is and give it to a charity. Right. Yep. I saw that. Yeah. That's yeah. So, that's, it's, it's an interesting thing. I wonder, yeah, I wonder if we get to the point where there's no longer the, you know, the coin shortage, if Kroger just keeps it because <laughs> it makes people's life easier. Like it's mm -hmm. just one of those things that I think eventually it really does kind of become a thing of the past. Well, I, I don't know because it, I assume for people that use credit cards, it's not a big deal, but for certain people, if you use cash all the time, well, that's going to, you know, cost you a lot of money eventually. Let's, let's say you buy something that costs three, $3 and 29 cents every day. Cause you need it for something or another. Uh, well now it costs you $4 every day. Yeah. You can get the Kroger card back, but that's, you know, on a loyalty card, but that's kind of, um, uh, inconvenient to say the least. You know, because now you got to pay cash and then pull out your Kroger card to, you know, uh, either get some change back or give them some change. One of the two. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm just, I guess I'm just so used to not using cash that never seeing a penny again in my life would be just fine with me. Yeah, yeah. For me too, same thing. I don't really need to... Uh, uh, have cash or anything. I'm perfectly fine with the credit card thing. As I mentioned before, we have reward points, so there's uh, no reason to not use it. We, I try to put all of my money on the card as I possibly can and just pay it off at the end of the month so that I do not have to pay interest. So it gets us, you know, that's what we used to pay for our vacations and stuff. I certainly don't want to, um, you know, like use cash for something. I'm basically, I'm taking money away from myself at that point. Right. Yeah. I, I do pretty much the same thing. Everything I can throw on a loyalty or on a, like a points based or loyalty card, I will. And I just pay off everything at the end of the month and Hey, good to go. Yeah. Um, let's see what else do I got. You know what? I think that's about it. You, did you have anything at all? I, I'll actually do, do have one other topic, but the silly one. So if you got anything to close out the show that isn't silly, we should probably go with that instead. Well, I mean, I, I always have things. You just never actually even asked. I just said, Hey, hmm. I'm throwing the show on you, so well, there it you turns go. Out, turns out I can actually do it if I have to. <laughs> so uh, it, it's actually kind of a follow-up to other things that we had talked about in the past, but the Washington Redskins are no more. Yeah, I can't believe it actually fucking happened. That's uh, pretty uh, surprising. Uh, not yeah, necessarily I mean, I, super... I, I, guess, well, I, right, I am yeah. and I am not surprised. Like... In this climate, in this society, I'm not surprised. I am surprised being that not but, I think it was seven years ago when this first started to creep up, the owner said, absolutely never will change the name. And he even was snarky enough. That he's like, and you can print that in all caps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, I guess that's what I meant. They took such a strong stance on it. And not that many years ago, this would be kind of conceivable on so many things. And apparently it's going to happen with a lot of other teams, too. Uh, if the Washington Redskins caved, everyone else is going to cave, too. So prepare for a wave of team changes. Well, it sounds like the Cleveland Indians are also going to be changing. They haven't come out and made it absolutely official, but it sounds like they had made... I don't know exactly what the statement is, so I won't venture to say you know what it said, but... Yeah, they pretty much came out and said they're, you know, assessing different different branding moving forward. See, and, that, and that's a weird one, you know, because that's not a derogatory term. Indian is descriptive. That's what they are. Indians, you know, right? I mean, I, or, do, is it, or is it because they want to call themselves indigenous people now? I have no clue, but Challenge Accepted, it kind of brought up the fact that, yeah, there was a, a couple years ago, they already changed their logo and they had like a, they had a chief Wahoo 
uh, mascot and things like that. So they've already mm. started to kind of get away from those things. So right, I guess right. the Indians name, I guess they, I think they were kind of slowly making steps towards that anyway. So maybe they were already kind of planning towards it. I think the Redskins was more just like, we already freaked out on them once. This time there's even like more of a sentiment behind it. So and I think they finally, finally had to cave. And I mm. wonder if it was more of the other NFL or owners going, Hey, we're coming back. We know that there's already going to be, you know, some, some shit that people are going to be all pissed off about. Cause we know we're going to have players kneeling and shit like that. Let's not give people another reason to complain about the NFL. So Dan Snyder, you're going to have to cave and change that name, bud. Hmm. I mean, that, that like, would it be bad if like there was the Detroit Italians? Because that's the same thing, isn't it? I think it'd be more of the Detroit Wops. Well, but but that's the, you know, but we're not calling it in the Indians a derogatory name. It's like Indians, Italians, Irish people. Uh, right. You know, yeah. Um, for the Indians, not the Redskins. I was saying the Redskins would be right. Like yeah. The, the, no, the Redskin Wops. one, I could, the Redskin one, I could perfectly understand because, you know, that, like you said, that was a derogatory term. It's just the Cleveland Indian one, Indian one that blows me away. You know, um, the San Francisco Irishman. I mean, See, it wouldn't be a great name, but it's not like it's a derogatory one. I think it would, should more be just the San Francisco gays. <laughs> That's descriptive. So, yeah, I don't know, dude. Um, what else you got, San sir? Francisco. I mean, if you want to be a little bit more PC, maybe like the San Francisco cornholers. <laughs> yeah, because maybe they just really like that game, right? Exactly. They like, you know, sh stuffing something into a hole. <laughs> and, you know, th that always seemed like a silly game to me. Have you ever played cornhole before? Yeah, it's pretty dumb. Yeah, not my thing. Uh, of it's course, beanbag uh, toss is all it is. Yeah, it's and obviously it's not, nothing I would be good at anyway, so if, uh, no depth perception. So I've never had any interest in that game at all. And Sly just joined us. He wanted to know what, what he missed. Sly, you, you missed you missed passive Jay here talking about his favorite food from from Burger King. <laughs> but we're not going to go over it again. No, we can't give you any more Burger King porn. Like you're getting a little bit too excited. Uh shit. <laughs> well, okay, we got a minute and a half. What else you got? What do you want to finish up with, sir? Ah, uh, the only other thing, and this is just another update. So remember, we talked about those uh, four. LAPD officers that are facing all sorts of indictments for basically flagging people as gang members who 100% were not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, there's another um, 16 that just got indicted for the same shit. Oh my. Yeah, that's a little more serious than just four, isn't it? Yeah, it's. Uh, it seems like this was like it seems like it's probably a common practice in some precinct in LA. It doesn't necessarily say where all of them are. Um, and actually it looks like there's more. So here's, I hate reading articles, but so this memo came out total number of officers under invest investigation at this point is now 24. Oh my, there were three, I guess there was only three charged last week. 16 more being charged and then five others are suspected of, suspected of violating department policies, but not necessarily breaking the law. Jeez. Um, so they're all fucked. Obviously that entire department's pretty much corrupt at that point. I would assume. Well, yeah, at that point, like when do you come in and just fucking clean house? Because if you have that many people, like it probably goes quite a ways up the chain and you probably just need to, you know, get everybody out and start a start a new yeah that's crazy um but i don't have much else to say about it <laughs> well, look at that we did a whole show amazing um i want to thank the og army for showing up we do the show for you guys so i always appreciate it when you're actually here to appreciate it <laughs> i want to thank my co-host uh, big dalton i couldn't do the show without him uh shit dalton what else you got uh as always got two things uh, make sure everybody tune in tomorrow. We will be making our fight picks for 
the fight night that I believe is on Wednesday. And then on Wednesday, we'll be making the picks for the fights that will be going on this weekend, for which there may or may not be a pseudo fight companion. So be sure to check that out. And other than that, I believe I only have one other thing left to say, and that is fuck all y'all. <laughs> Everybody have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow at six. Bye-bye. Hee <laughs>